1: The to z of Festivals with me, Rob DeBank. We are back. We're in our little uh, wood and glass booth, hastily erected for season two of the to z of Festivals. We've got some great ones coming up, actually. We've got, uh, we're got we going to Thailand to talk to Wonderfruit. I wish I was going to Thailand, actually, but I'm just going to be talking down an uh, internet connection to someone in Thailand about Wonderfruit, which is a great festival happening in December. And we've got Pip and Bertie from Arcadia um, dropping by next week to tell us all about their their plans for Glasto 2020. But now, drum roll please. Yes, very excited to welcome into the booth Mr Matt the Hat. How are you doing Matt?
0: I'm very well, hello Robbie.
1: So me and you, I mean, our journey goes back a good 15 years,
0: a very hazy 15 years ago.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, actually, since I sort of said that, I've just remembered how we how we first met because I, yeah, I wasn't going to go on Wikipedia and try and find out um, how that happened. But uh, it it was a um, yeah. Well, you, you describe the story. What happened? How did we first meet? Uh, Can you remember? <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about our terrible memories, especially around festivals and, and how we've got. I,
0: I think I can't. I' I'm trying to remember if it was I had I had taken, bought an inflatable church. I was going to buy an inflatable church from um, someone in Newport in Wales, and you were in Newport in the Isle of Wight, and I I drove down there because you were doing a battle of. The bands for a new festival you were putting on, and I I drove there to show you some pictures of this inflatable church that I thought would be great for this new festival you were putting on. I think that's where I met you.
1: Yeah, so we, but, or we it could we, have been Homelands. No, I, I think that was <laughs> it. So once we knew we were doing Bestival on the Isle of Wight, we we had a sort of open day, if you will, where yeah, local town hall or something where where we kind of invited people and we thought it was mainly going to be from the Isle of Wight but people came from all over the country to, to talk to us about what they could do at our, at our yeah party. and I remember I
0: think I remember seeing the flyer or the advert for it and we were putting on our own parties under the the name of Secret Garden Sound System in Wales and there was a lot of fancy dress and creativity and and kind of it was a very a uh, kind of Similar vibe, and we we're like, great. There's other people around the UK doing the same things, and 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 kind of thought this would be a perfect fit.
1: So you drove all the way from Wales to to the sunny old Isle of Wight.
0: Yeah, where you thought it would be a great idea, <laughs> <laughs> which was lucky
1: because uh, could have been a wasted trip otherwise. Yeah. Okay, cool. So um, yeah, I thought I'd get Matt in because yeah, apart from our own personal journey through some of um our own festivals, then Matt has kind of probably. Been to and documented, um, yeah, more more festivals than you can shake a stick at. So, um, yeah, he's been to raves, festivals, outdoor parties, illegal things, legal things, and uh, everything in between. So we thought we'd kind of do a 10, ten um, best uh, Matt the Hat memories, if you will. Is that kind of correct?
0: Yeah, I think so. I think, yeah, 10 kind of memories, anecdotal Situations surrounding t- raves t- and it's very pistols.
1: hazy, hazy memories, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, and I, th-
0: I think, yeah, growing up in Wales, there was definitely more dancing in fields than dancing on dance floors because there was definitely a lot more free parties to go to than actual clubs.
1: Okay, cool. Well, let's um, far on in with, with number one.
0: Uh, so number one would be, uh, there used to be a, a rave promoter called Universe, um, and In 1992, they put on a a party called Pleasure Planet, which this fly was kind of like this otherworldly thing with a big UFO on the front, and it was happening 15 miles from our school. Um, And it was... You could hear the kind of baseline floating over to the village that we were were living in, and pretty much every teenager in the local vicinity was going to this this rave, which was kind of semi-legal, legal thing that was... Was happening, and they they had uh, Sasha playing the waltzes at f- six in the morning. So he was he was what, playing DJing, DJing on the waltzes. On the waltzers, <laughs> yeah, with a with a Bristol MC called Joe Peng. Uh, and this tape, this this set became the kind of stuff of Welsh legends. I guess you can still find it online on on YouTube. Uh, <laughs> Sasha and Joe Peng waltzer set. Waltzer set, yeah, and it it, it was quite. I guess. Unique for kind of that era because he was playing everything from American garage and bits of left field through to hardcore rave, uh, and just captured the kind of spirit of that six AM on those on the on the waltzes and that and that area. And it became the set that pretty much everyone said that they were there. It was one of one of <laughs> yeah. those when you knew that it was probably only yeah, a, were there. It was a handful of people, but the tape became pretty legendary on everyone's Walkmans or on their little cassette players and it became I guess the sound of the summer for the next five years everyone knew it was the summer when you started hearing that blasting out of XR3Is or Novas or Astras <laughs> driving around the, the, the Welsh t- countryside Country <laughs> yeah, yeah. and, and town so yeah that was our, my kind of first roads into kind of rave culture really and, and getting out and into and, and some of those parties. So that would be kind of my n- number one, really.
1: And I suppose that kind of... Although it was a sort of rave more than a festival, that those whole... In the in the sort of 90s, those two things morphed into each other, didn't they? So
0: yeah, because you only really had... You know, you had a waltzers, a dance tent, and maybe a chill-out tent. There wasn't a kind of... A multi-genre event in, in that way. No. But that kind of universe was at the kind of height, and then that kind of led into my number
1: two. Cool. Take it which away. Which
0: would be uh, a Tribal Gathering 95, which, at that point, I was had started then doing my GCSEs, or O-levels, or whatever you want to call them. And uh, someone had bought me a ticket for uh, a Tribal Gathering 95. And, and actually,
1: just out of this window, because where I sat in this office, there is a, um, that's Tribal Gathering 97, I don't know if that's 95 next to it, but... Um, yeah, because yeah, it was an
0: early one. was while well. it was still Universe, so okay. I think it was a it was a still a, a Universe production. Yeah, back in um, and who was playing it there? Uh, 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 Carl Cox. Um, the, that this one was a the, probably the first multi-genre like dance festival yeah um and someone brought bought me a ticket we will get piling in the back of a transit van we went down there uh and that kind of like blew my mind in in a, in the same kind of Glastonbury way that blew my mind in the fact of like you had this multi-genre just dance event um so all of the scenes were kind of there and you know I had Goldie doing the the kind of drum and bass tent you had Pete Tong playing something new called Speed Garage that he's just <laughs> discovered. Um, or Double 99 RAP Grew or something like that, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. But from, from then, I, I like came back and it was my English lit exam the week after, and I, I wrote, it was like, write about the best place on earth. So I wrote four and a half very uh, erratic pages about Planet Nexus, peace, love and unity and <laughs> my kind of ecstasy honeymoon of, uh, of, of, of tribal gathering and kind of never looked back really from that point and was like I want to get more involved in this scene and music and What did your teacher you make of that? Uh, I gotta see. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think they really? I don't think they they like but at that time it was just like prolific. It was you know, the, the we kinda of groaned through the rave scene to this kind of and I guess that was kind of at the end of it, ninety five, before things were being commercialised a little a little bit more. Yeah. You had that was for me the beginnings of seeing what a a festival could could kinda of be. And yeah.
1: then No, I, I remember, yeah, going to tribal gathering and just I mean, we you didn't term at a festival then did you no it's still a rave it was still a rave
0: it was still a rave or everyone was going there was going to the rave uh there's no camping at these events so that was the thing that made a difference so like six or seven in the morning 20,000 people would drive home which seems absolutely bonkers. yeah and just bonkers now that 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 could could kind of happen um but yeah yeah and just the deck everything from the decor of like the massive chill out tents uh big kind of like techno army tanks. Yeah. So, that you know, it had a certain energy about it that was exciting. Okay. And for a 16 or 15 year old, like coming into that world, you were like, wow, this is... No turning is back. No turning back. <laughs> and okay, And 16 that's years brilliant. later...
1: Here we are. Yeah. <laughs> okay, number three in Matt the Hats, eight, is Z top ten festival memories.
0: Uh, so, um good friends with the captain who is uh you probably remember I think you might have done one of these podcasts. Uh yeah. who is
1: um music programmer for
0: music programmer for Boomtown, Boomtown. now. And
1: amongst many other skills. <laughs> so so- Soaker DJ <laughs> and uh chronicler <laughs> of all things Jamaican and uh Caribbean.
0: Yeah, and we used to live together in a in a house and he he was he, he said he had a really good blag to get us into um Glastonbury uh, as the we didn't say what the blag was so we we didn't have a car at the time so we borrowed my mum's car um, and started driving down to the festival site Um, and it's a really one of those really hot days on the way down there we 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 kind of got halfway down and the car started smoking it was a little fiat or something like that We're like, great We've blown up this car that we said we weren't going to Glastonbury in, and pulled into the garage. There was like smoke pouring out of the, the, the thing and the, the engine was on, on fire, so we had to put it out with a bag of <laughs> sand. And we were like, right, OK, we're still going to have to get to Gl- Glastonbury somehow. So we we left the car and, and left all our tents and stuff and just uh, thumbed the lift to the, to the site, um, at which point I thought I should probably ask Captain what his blag was to get us into the festival. Um, where he said we're going to pretend to be the Goldie looking chain from from Newport. It's the, the GLC. <laughs> um, so we're like, okay, we've got a slightly Welsh accent, and we were wearing tracksuits at the time. But <laughs>
1: two thirds of the job. <laughs> done.
0: Of the, yeah, apart from the fact none of it. We, you know, we didn't have any tickets. We So we're like, <laughs> right, okay, go to the dance production backstage. We're there for probably about two hours before I realised that this was a very crap idea. <laughs> <laughs> that they were like, "Look, guys, if you're not with the GLC, you haven't got any ID. You haven't got anything with you. You're just gonna have to do one. one." Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, you know, you're starting to annoy us. Um, and you know, Captain kept saying, "Where there's a will, there's a way. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine." And at, at that point, uh, Reese from the GLC just in a set on the stage, they were leaving the site on, in, a, in their car, and they kind of saw, saw Captain and threw us over. They had one pass, so they kind of threw him over. The, the one pass and we kind of got it and thought right we'll just go for the changing of the guards on the security gate um, and kind of blag he ha- held it up and, and blagged our way into uh, Glastonbury but we didn't have any any tent any you know no more ID we just had ourselves and just this one pass that we had to share for the rest of the weekend to, kind of, <laughs> to get around and you know when you see those people they're, they're like asleep in a on on the middle of a dance floor when it's when it's a kind of big rave that that was us but the reason why is because you fall asleep before that bit starts and you kind of wake up to a a kind of
1: huge euphoric
0: moment yeah, yeah 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 but and that and 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 the thing is with Glastonbury I know the reason I kind of chose that that moment as well is because it became that that Weekend actually, and that event was one of a really special kind of Glastonbury for us. Not just because it was like Las Vegas and orbital and just all these kind of other things, but the kind of serendipity, chance moments that kind of happen around, yeah, around that event. So I No not condone obviously blagging into any no. festival at all, no. But uh,
1: Never do that. I mean, that was no. Glasto in the nineties, wasn't it? It was, uh, yeah, blagging it in, jumping over the fence, paying across the um, insider to let you go under his tunnel. I, I yeah. once blagged it in. Jamiroquai's guitarist, <laughs> which was just ridiculous. I just let my hair down and yeah. actually managed to get through the gate. And the guy did say, as I went through, I don't really believe you, but I'm going to let you in anyway. So it was, uh, yeah. But yeah, don't worry, Michael Evis. We're all respecting the new rules. We've got our passports. Yeah. We, we like the fences. And we will never do that again, will we, Matt? No, of no,
0: course cool. not. No. Right, number no. four. Uh, so, yeah, number four, I had, well, I could kind of fast forward actually to. Um, festival number six because of their amazing site the kind of prisoner village really and the just what I really liked about that um, event and site was the ability to wander through all the, the woods with the the kind of little raves that were happening within there everything from like crazy P running a small sound system and these little kind of house sets and then um, uh, a kind of big Andrew Weatherhall like long sets towards the end and I just thought that the, the location of that event was really 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 good. Um, yeah it always
1: clashed with um with festivals so I never never actually got up there but um yeah I've been to Port and it's just such a, an incredible um, incredible mm. site. It, I think it's fair to say it did probably rain. Well, maybe it
0: must, have been, it must have been the one I cuz I went the I must have gone to the one where they moved the date. Yeah, 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 A yeah, day yeah. away from the best of all weekend, like a, maybe yeah. a week later, but it was very cold.
1: Yeah. yeah, it always always seems rain in 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 Wales on that particular weekend, and yeah. uh, people stuck up to their axles in in mud in the car parks and stuff. But yeah, that incredible sight and the pictures and the footage look incredible. So, mm. and wh- who were the uh, were the headliners then? Or we uh, not...
0: Griff? I think oh, uh, Griff Rhys was playing fellow. Welshy, yeah. but um, he was he was headline with uh, I think he did a a neon neon set with Boom Bip, nice um, and I, I guess I kind of liked it as well because it had some of that that kind of north north walian, um, not just the is that,
1: he, is that is that an expression I, north walian for, <laughs> for me it
0: is uh, west walian north walian south walian really. I don't, I don't know, maybe if, it is. I don't know either. But I, <laughs> maybe I've just made up. But West West Wales, North Wales, South Wales, Wait. I guess so.
1: Answers on a postcard, please, um, uh, podcast pickers.
0: Is they had a very northern vibe. That's what I was going to say, because like, it's close to Manchester. So a lot of the festivals that kind of attend in the south and the yeah, kind of yeah. southwest of
1: England had a very specific You're trying to say you we're posh or posh down south there's a
0: lot more camo <laughs> up north <laughs> right okay
1: yeah i mean a huge for, uh, for manchester isn't it it's like uh, sort of manchester festival as well so cool yeah sadly missed i I, th- I think it will be back one day but there you go festival number six This is Rob DeBank's Bank's A to Z of Festivals. Subscribe now and please remember to rate. Next, next up, what, what number is it, Robbie? Five. Five would be, and the, the just in
0: terms of moments would be the very, very, very rainy glade festival, which um, I think was 1997. And so, glade. so just to
1: set it for people that don't don't know, the, the glade was an area. Well, it still is an area of a really incredible electronic area. And then they went and set up their own festival for about mm. three three or four years. Is that right?
0: Yeah, I think so. It was in somewhere in near Reading, in yeah. a in a kind of deer uh, in a, in a big forest. Um, and we were taking the inflatable church there, and I've experienced. You know everyone's experienced those kind of big rainy festivals, but this one the whole event was kind of set up, ready to go and just before it opened uh that crack of thunder hit, and it was torrential for uh, it didn't did not stop till the end, so it was like forty eight hours of pure biblical and a, sort of biblical rain. the whole thing looked like a giant turd <laughs> uh and the music got harder and harder and harder, so it was quite like a hard dance. Yeah, you know, but everyone was like, right, let's just go really hard with the, yeah. the, the kind of. Not many note. people
1: slept at the glade at the best
0: in the best of years, <laughs> did they? <laughs> no, by day two or three, it was looking. Well, the, the big thing was it, everywhere around the site had flooded, so the rest of the, the of Reading or you know that kind of area, they put out yellow and red warnings. People that had tried to leave had lost their cars because they'd literally gone off, you know, and had to swim kind of back. Uh, so everyone was stuck, basically, on this techno island
1: for what seemed like an eternity. Um, <laughs> that was the, was the bouncy castle floating.
0: We we came back in the morning and it had deflated and everyone had walked over it. Oh, so it, it got covered in mud and then the portaloos at the top of the hill had fallen over and then everything <laughs> had had slop down the hill and over the top
1: of the inflatable when you say everything what do you mean you know go into detail Uh, yeah 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 yeah. detritus I get it
0: and uh, I just remember me it was at the end of me Lack and Chris Lack and Chris who, who run Boomtown were trying to roll this thing up and put it on the back of their their kind of big big truck that was kind of articulated uh, but that one will just go down in memory as one of your the rain, worst the, ever the worst ever <laughs> yeah the, the, the one not to try and forget but um, yeah it was fun at the same time yeah
1: often the muddiest ones weirdly are, the, are our favourite aren't they looking back but at the time when you're mm. trudging through it three days in and you've had about two hours sleep it's like I could do without this right now yeah for sure okay number six uh,
0: number six is Summer Solstice in Iceland, and this is probably just the the most recent uh, headline artist that I, I saw that just really kind of rocked for me, which was Radiohead. Um, and so, Summer Solstice in Iceland is a festival that takes place where there it's kind of seventy eight hours of pure twilight. So it's when the sun doesn't doesn't set. So you've got this. Really strange euphoria of, of feeling like you've been up for a, a few days in that kind of 24 hour garage walk
1: light. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kind yeah. of constantly like that. So they it put fall, th- falls you into wanting to stay up all night, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So and you just got this energy. It's four in the morning, let's have another beer.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah and you just got this energy that's that, that's kind of there. And they they had Radiohead playing in a. Uh, so they put it all in a warehouse, like a huge warehouse, so it's dark. So we tactically. Um, uh, got our drinks and got in like th- two hours ahead of the gig, so we were like three deep from the from the front, so we had a, a good viewing point and and uh, yeah, it just went down as one of the probably best gigs that I've seen. I think
1: was that not on the um, on the ice rink because they've got an ice rink on site, haven't they? Oh, uh, maybe I, that's I, what I, it
0: is. I always thought it was a big warehouse. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: No, Weirdly, yeah. you were actually stood on the sort of um, they they cover the the ice rink in a, obviously it's yeah. the. What's it called a uh, defrosted or? Yeah, you know, there's no ice in there at the time, but yeah, it's a huge old ice rink. Yeah, because Fred from some secret, secret solstice. Yeah, that's yeah, it, secret yeah. solstice. Yeah. yeah, he he, yeah, he, he did this secret. um a few a couple of months ago, and um, but yeah, incre- incredible um location, and yeah, just one of those festivals. I think you've picked like Port Merion and. Secret Solstice you know people who can get their hands on these mm. totally unique sites like it's cool doing it on an island or mm. cool doing it on a mountain or whatever but to to have that absolutely, you know, be able to take your artists to a, a, a disused volcano or a. Yeah, and it felt like with
0: but, <laughs> but it felt like that, but it, you know, it was very international as well because you've got flights from America quite, you know, Iceland's kind of in the middle, so you're getting, you know, artists from all over and a very international audience that were there. And I think it was Radiohead one day, Diane Wood the next day, Action Bronze are praying on the other stage out there, so the lineup yeah. was pretty. Immense for yeah. what wasn't a massive festival. Really.
1: No, well, I think he's got that. You got that magic buying power because you can say, "Look, I've only got this much money, but I can yeah. take you to hot the pools. Uh, hot hot pools. The hot, <laughs> hot, yeah, the blue. Uh, what's it called? Um, the Blue Springs or whatever to uh, to chill at Blue Lagoon or whatever. Okay, cool, man. Number seven. We're firing through these. Okay. This is the um, this is the uh, top ten. Matt the Hat memories.
0: Um, so it wouldn't be. I w- wouldn't be fair without me mentioning best of All, really, uh, uh, in some shape or form, and I'd, I'd probably go with the f- the first. I'd have mentioned it if you hadn't. So. <laughs> Actually, people are probably so sick just, of me. Could it's say the best for last, or put it, I put it somewhere in in the <laughs> middle, which is that the that the first year or second year for me, where it was the year of like Selena Godden, who's like a, a, a seeing a poet in the middle of the woods and fake bush uh, in, in there, and then.
1: So just describe... Let's just describe fake bush. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, she does what it says on the tin kind of thing, but... Oh, yeah,
0: which if you didn't... You know, I didn't look at the line-up and go, I'm going to go and see fake bush. I just discovered <laughs> Kate Bush <laughs> in a forest. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, it kind of like... So, yeah, this this kind of ethereal version of uh, of Kate Bush kind of wandering through kind of some moonlight through the middle of the forest and kind of sat there and watched that, and it, it there was... So many uh, kind of strange, surreal happenings f- throughout that that kind of whole weekend, but then uh, kind of peppered with the 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 kind of dance dance music that was kind of really into at the, the time, and I think it was like Baseman Jacks and Milo and just big like fun mm. uh, uh, kind of headliners, yeah, 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 and and it was for me yeah just like a gathering of all the people around the the kind of uk that were doing similar things I and mean, we kind of dressed up in crazy costumes and brought the some of its parts kind of together really um well I've so banged i on, I've
1: banged on enough about um festival on these podcasts so I'm not going to even mention it or say um say anything else on that but let, let's park that there oh, and uh, move on to number 8 uh so number 8 what have we got have we talked about? Um, have we talked about Jake Shears from the Scissor Sisters in the in the, in church. the church? No, no. Can so we, yeah, number, can you pin that on to the end of your last. Oh yeah, one, yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah.
0: So Jake, the, we, there was a moment where we uh, so we used to have the inflatable church up on the kind of top of the hill behind the bandstand. Um, for those of you who went to All, up at the, right at the top of the hill, and it was the windiest
1: spot on the island, we gave you yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. So we were kind of uh, yeah, up on up on the top of this hill, and the one the the year we got Jake Shears, who was uh, from Sister Sisters and, and headlining, he wanted to get married in the inflatable church, but he wanted to marry himself into uh, a mirror. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, so he had a really long. You know, he brought up his, his kind of whole long mirror and did this whole uh, ceremony where he narcissistically kind of ma- married himself in, <laughs> in the in the mirror, and then kind of went speeding off down the hill on a some kind of sledge or inflatable mattress, I think, at the end or something like that. Wow! Yeah,
1: I, I missed the whole thing, but it was covered by local TV quite uh, yeah quite profusely.
0: Yeah, yeah, they were all over it. They loved that.
1: Okay, cool. Uh, that's enough of that, about that um, festival. Let's move on to uh, the last week. Uh,
0: so, yeah, going back, you said you mentioned Electric Picnic earlier, and that always used to be the week before festival, so we'd be in Ireland, and, and um, I think I remember one year with Chai, Chai Wallers, who... Um, a kind of a, a a stage but they also put on kind of world music are very good at choosing like looking for for kind of new acts and um saw very young kate tempest i think very young kate tempest uh in ireland at lecture picnic and just was kind of mesmerizing you know when you kind of see someone at a certain age and it was like a raw energy and 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 she's still exactly the same kind of passionate person that she is now and, and talking about the things that were relevant to her and, and her yeah. life at that time and you kind of watch that and thought right that's someone that's going to be big at some point you know you're going mm. to kind of watch them and just grown up you know, yeah or, yeah or just you, you could see the start of a star or the the birth of something and this, yeah. you know that's why I also love about being at festivals or sometimes just finding those little kind of moments or, or people that have been programmed by someone else but then you know eight or nine years later they're talking on you know they've they've kind of grown into the artists that they you could see that they were totally, going
1: to be totally yeah we should do a, um, I should do a podcast with Chai Wallers because Chai Wallers a, if you've been there you know amazing sort of stretch tents with loads of incredible Moroccan kind of yeah um furniture inside and they rent out kind of hook you know hook um hooker chill and pipe sort of things just to smoke perfumed um, yeah yeah things through and just uh yeah so you're just lying there watching like the next wave of incredible poets and
0: yeah yeah kind of true thoughts that kind of there's a lot of things from that kind of stable and and yeah
1: I can't afford Kate Tempest anymore. I mean, that was when yeah, Kate Tempest was signed to my record label briefly in her other band called Sound of Rum.
0: That was it. It was Sound of Rum. That Sorry. was that was oh, the band. So yes, it okay, was Sound cool. of Rum when it, when when they were playing in, in Ireland. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they were signed to my record label, and I wish they'd been the ones that had kicked off and not Kate Tempest, and I'd be um, <laughs> I'd be rich. Well, but yeah, she's um yeah incredible talent, and yeah, so so good. Right, last two.
0: Oh uh, yeah, so these are the empty spots because I only got to eight.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, let's conjure up one more lucky number nine. Okay, lucky number nine. <laughs> what, uh, what other festivals have you been to that um, you've really enjoyed? Or well, what do you think? I mean, what do you think the future, of festi- the, the future of festivals is? I mean, me and you have been to it last for two so, years together and seen them go sort yeah. of up, down, sideways. this Yeah, way, so that
0: way. Th- like kind of seeing it from. Tribal Gathering '95, I guess, and that. Well, for me, that kind of idea of the rave, which has then became a uh, a bigger kind of mean fiddler brand, brand and homelands, and, and those kind of things. Hmm.
1: But are you still enjoying the festival. You know, you go to more festivals than a lot of people. Do you still enjoy? We do a lot ride? of event
0: production Do a lot of event production in arenas, and I guess it's like we did one for Carfest. The other, the other the other week yeah. you know which is so culturally i think you know you've got all these different niches now that have kind of spread you know so car fest isn't not my world at all so it's like me walking into a metallica gig except it's it's not it's top gear and radio 2 and so what happens cars but it's actually still, appear, it? but it's still it's still a festival yeah. so in this festival they've got different areas and they've got different um cars got different cars yeah 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 and they've they've got the you know they've still got their their food area and they've got their design different 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 elements and I guess
1: but the cars sort of go through cars this? there's
0: a massive track that goes through the middle um and they race everything from kind of the first ever grand Prix uh cars which I didn't know you'd have a passenger the first ones so you wouldn't you know a you'd navigator. have a driver not even a navigator just you'd sit in the car with them or really? they would drive around the, the track a bit of ballast, so just a bit of ballast as you go around <laughs> yeah, the corner yeah, and it's yeah, like yeah. so that would be they co- you come as a team which I think would be much more interesting if they brought that back but um <laughs> so they've got this kind of wacky races bit and they, they've got that and I guess as festivals have changed over the years it's now slowly you know it's filtered into every, everyday life and you know there's there's the word festival and there's a festival for ev- every, every person thing, or yeah. every kind kind of thing
1: yeah from yeah. car fest through to bike fest through yeah. to so any little village fete has just become a festival
0: basically yeah in the tradition of you know strange and quirky english folk festivals which used to happen in in you know rural towns i think the the british and this this island is very good at kind of it wants to celebrate kind of different things but now there's there's almost like a niche for every every everything and i i prefer i personally like a lot of the smaller gatherings and smaller events now but that's probably just my age rather than
1: (laughs) than um than any anything We're else. Too old to be in the mosh pit at Reading anymore, or the yeah, and
0: kind of getting down, down, down amongst yeah. it, and I, you know, yeah. So if I'm,
1: but it feels bright though the the future of festivals. It feels good. Like there's a lot of new. Yeah, new, there's a lot. New, if you um, look for it, there's so many
0: little little kind of you know. For me, I kind of always try and work, look for who are the people that are running running them, and kind of look at their kind of vision for the I- idea of it, and and usually you can find out the ones that
1: you you like yeah separate the wheat from the chaff that's it right there you go well he almost got there he got to number 8 out of um, yeah. 10 but we'll we'll take 8 memories I think that's probably more than the i the other 2 got I can't
0: eight. remember but they were great
1: <laughs> 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 they were so good that you've just forgotten what they were they'll come to you tonight in the middle of the night and you'll wake up and go damn oh, yeah. okay but thank you so much for listening to uh, that so we're back next week with um, Wonder Fruit um, the Thai Festival happening in December And then uh, the week after, we've got Pip and Bertie from Arcadia spilling the beans on all of that. So, yeah, we'll see you next week. And uh, thanks for listening. This is Rob DeBank's A to Z of festivals. Subscribe now and please remember to rate.